New Thought Guy. It's water. It saves lives. It destroys life. It can heal and it can spread illness and disease. It cleanses and purifies and if polluted, will dirty things up. It can still the mind, like the water you heard in the guided meditation. It could calm the heart. It could cool the pain that might be going on in your life right now. Or it can infuse fear and dread, like those who might be near a hurricane or a flood. It is a key component of rituals and ceremonies, blessings, and holiness. It is dynamic and the most important molecule of our life, water. Water is powerful. It's an elemental thing that we live by, of course, because this is an elemental living month. It saves, no, it can dissolve, oh, here's some fun facts. It can dissolve more substances, I didn't know this, than any other liquid, including sulfuric acid. As Helen was telling you, 70% of the human brain is water. 66%. 60-ish percent of the human body is water, so we're full of water. I know we've been told at one time or another in our lives we're full of something, but what we're really full of is water. It regulates the Earth's temperature. It is alive and active, and it covers our planet. A person can live a month, like Ellen said, without food, but only about a week, maybe a little more, depending on how much water you drink before without water. There is an estimated 326 million trillion gallons, 326 million trillion gallon, gallons of water on Earth. I don't know who counted that, but probably the same guy that counted this in a gallon. There is 90,921.8 drops. <laughs> one just didn't quite, one molecule didn't just quite get there. There is 1.67 sextillion molecules per drop. A sextillion is a one followed by 21 zeros. That's even more than Jeff Bezos. <laughs> 1.67 sextillion molecules per drop of water. A drop of water. Now, water molecules are unique among the molecule family. They are adhesive, which reminds me that, like, our belief system is adhesive, right? So we're like water. We are adhesive. Our thoughts and feelings are bonded to our belief system, and thus what the law brings into our experience. Water is cohesive as well. Like our thoughts and feelings, it sticks, it gets stuck with habits, the habits we have in our lives, the beliefs we have in our lives. You know, beliefs come back and our thoughts get, uh, get a, uh, come in as a perspective based on our beliefs. And it can be a vicious circle, um, both negative or positive, depending on what you do with those thoughts and feelings. But our perceptions and our perspectives, all those are, co are cohesive to our beliefs. They become stuck to our beliefs like water. 
Like our feelings, water is a universal solvent. So our feelings can help, of course, um, ease pain, increase happiness. It solves what's going on. Like our body, mind, and heart, and gut, water has polarity. Another important fact about water, it is slightly charged on both ends. Like many of us at various times, it is fluid, it is frozen, and it is steamy. <laughs> it's also a gas sometimes, which sometimes happens to us as well. <laughs> like an active mind and body moving, circulating, water is energized and energizing, and like a sedentary life, still water is effectively dead or dying. So our life is like water. Our life is so much like water, even, even more than air and earth, which we talked about in the last couple of weeks. Like our consciousness, water is an ideal medium for processes because it is a dynamic medium in, within itself. So within water, water, you mix water with uh, certain things and becomes food or becomes a nourishing drink or becomes a beautiful bath. And that's like our consciousness, when we are, fill our consciousness with positive thoughts and feelings, et cetera, et cetera, and ideas and ideals, then it is a bath of sorts. Without water, nothing in the environment can change, just like consciousness. Without our <coughs> consciousness at work, actively, nothing really changes in our life, especially um, not usually for the better. Water is a powerful living system that can be influenced by our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. I'm going to get into that in one second. Water actually communicates and has memory. Now, if you've seen the movie What the Bleep, you probably um, have heard about this gentleman. Dr. Uh, Masaru Emoto um, did these experiments on emotions affecting ice crystals. Really fascinating book. He actually wrote a few books, but a really fascinating book that they talk about in that particular um, documentary um, where they infused water crystals with uh, feelings by having people around it um, uh, pray or, or have anger or certain things, and the crystals actually changed based on the environment they were in. And they actually did a double-blind experiment with the Institute of Noetic Sciences here in California. And they found out the conclusion was that intention can influence the formation of water crystals. Now think about this, 66% of our brain is water. So whatever thoughts and feelings are going on, that is water that is uh, infusing health or disease in our body, which of course is also mostly water. That's what was really discovered in these experiments, that intention changes not only the environment, not only uh, informs the law of what to bring into our experiences, but informs our body what it needs to do, how it needs to react what kind of vibrancy and vitality it needs to have. I found that so interesting. I know I used, I didn't bring that one today, that water bottle, but I, I have a water bottle that I um, had purchased um, that I had uh, put on the side, um, uh, opulence. 
And I, I, know, I know people used to do this a lot, especially when What the Bleep came out because it became a thing. But um, I, I know people still do it. They write, sometimes they'll put it with magic mark or something, they'll write on the side of the, their water bottle or, um, or their you know, water bottle that is a little more permanent, not the ones that you just kind of buy and throw away. Um, they'll write love, peace, power, whatever, on their bottle because then that it starts empowering the water to bring that into your life, into your system. And water teaches us. And one of the ways water has taught me is um, a few weeks ago, um, we watched the movie, The Art of Racing in the Rain. Has anybody seen that? Everybody seen that? Mm. A few people have seen it. Um, it was based on a novel by Garth Stein. Um, real quickly, it's, it's, um, it's one of those, you could say, sappy movies. Um, I was pretty drenched in tears throughout the movie. Um, it's about um, the life of a, of a car racer and um, the woman who became his wife and their child, and um, it's through the eyes of their dog. The whole novel, which I, I read last week, um, is, is written by the dog. <laughs> and, and his life, and his name is Enzo, and his life, and his perspective on things, and his frustration that he, he knew when things were, were showing up, but he couldn't speak because his tongue wasn't built to speak. His tongue was built to lap up water. <laughs> and he didn't have the vocal cords to, to uh, properly speak the words, but he knew what was going on. And any of you who've had animals, uh, not necessarily especially a dog, but those of you who've had animals, you know they know what you're talking about. Um, cats usually don't listen, but they, um, they know what you're talking about. They, they usually at least go, yeah, um, or something. They do recognize you're speaking, but they, uh, they may not react the way you want them. But it's a, it's a fascinating book and a, and a beautiful movie, actually. Um, it's the movie that has the poster with the, the dog and the gentleman in, in the, uh, um, in the uh, uh, convertible car and they're driving, so both of their hair is going crazy and the dog's ears, are, it's, it's beautiful. Anyway, in this movie is full of new thought lessons. It's amazing. I was just like, wait, I gotta write that down. I gotta, it was, I was uh, totally amazed. So we're going to delve into a little, a few of the lessons from the art of racing in the rain. Some of these quotes are from the book. Some of them are from the movie, although the movie follows the book pretty closely. So uh, a lesson in it is you are enough right now. They don't say that directly, but that's what I got out of it. You are enough right now. And um, one of the quotes was, inside each of us resides the truth. But sometimes the truth is hidden in a hall of mirrors. Sometimes we believe we are viewing the real thing when in fact we are viewing a facsimile, a distortion. Now that gets into what our yearly theme is, which is perception. We're talking about perception all year, or perspectives. What is your, perspe your perspective, your, your perception on, uh, on life, on your life, on your spouse's life, on your friends' lives. 
What's your perspective on living in Los Angeles versus somewhere else? How do you perceive things? And the second quote is, we too must shatter the mirrors. We must look into ourselves and root out the distortions until that thing, which we know in our hearts is perfect and true, stands before us. When we bust through sore and zoom by revealing the divinity in us, then we vibrate at the speed of the divine instead of, you know, what everybody else does, which is not always that great. Or the statistics that we um, think we're going to allow ourselves to sit into. We're this age, so this must happen. Doesn't to everybody. We're from this part of the country, so we can or cannot do this, that, or the other. Not true. When we shatter those mirrors, when we know who we are, then we stand centered and grounded in the divine that we are. And we perceive and, and have the perspective of all of our thoughts and feelings coming from that grounding, from that centering. They talked about declare your choice of focus in this movie and book. And it, it says, in racing, your car goes where your eyes go. So where are you, what are you focusing on? Not necessarily with these eyes, but the eyes inside of you, your insight. Where are you focusing that insight on? That's what they're asking. The best drivers, it said, don't dwell on the future or the past. The best drivers focus only on the present. Reflection must come at a later time. I, this book is so unbelievable. I wish I would have had the, the ability, maybe, to, to write such a thing. It's just like he took the science of mind or, or similar philosophies and just kind of wrote a story around it. <laughs> I did, a, I did a musical once um, based on um, Hello Mudda, Hello Fada. Remember that song? Yeah. Hello Mudda, Hello Fada. Yeah. And um, somebody took all um, uh, Alan Sherman's songs and just kind of made a story around them. I suppose they do that with the Cher musical and they do that with the Tina Turner musical. But he was taking all these fabulous concepts that we learn that we work into our lives and put it into a novel. The best drivers don't dwell on the future or the past. The best drivers focus on only on the present. Reflection comes at a later time. The power of now. Right now, what's happening right now? Not what you thought before. Not what you thought before that may have, may have brought you to now. Not what's, what's gonna happen in the future. What's happening right now? What are you thinking right now? What ideas are in your head? What words are in your head right now? Now, of course, in racing, there are a pit crew, and if you don't know what a pit crew is, just in case, pit crew is a bunch of guys usually, but there are women pit crews now too, um, uh, that they change the tire, they put gas in the car, they do any kind of quickie repair they can within a few seconds, and then the car goes back into the race. And that happens to a car at all times where they switch at least gasoline, but they switch tires as well. And so uh, he was talking about the pit crew in um, this book because his pit crew wasn't up to snuff. And he said, no race was ever won in the first corner, but may, many have been lost there. 
at some point in every race, well, you got to take a risk if you want to win. And this about the pit crew, they must anticipate, adjust, and correct at all times in those few seconds, just like we do all the time. Now, when we are in that reflection mode that I was talking about earlier about the, in the power of now, um, when we're in that reflection mode, that's when we can um, correct. But in the moment we anticipate by knowing uh, who we are and wh what we're coming from and the power that we have, and if we have to, we adjust because sometimes we got dumb habitual thoughts going on in our minds, stupid ideas that somehow we... Um, accepted from what some teacher um, or some dumb minister said to us. Um, <laughs> uh, not this one. And we can adjust that and then correct our thoughts, correct our actions based on those thoughts, our perceptions about certain things. It's not about a heavier foot, it's about feel, he's talking about in driving. When the driver has the courage to create his own condi conditions, the rain is simply rain. So it's not about a heavier foot. It's not about going faster. It's not about necessarily doing more. It's about feeling about what you're doing, what ideas are going in your head. You know, we get, especially in this philosophy, especially if you're early in this philosophy, in philo this philosophy you get really into your head, into your brain, into your logic. Mm -hmm into your the supposed intelligence, you know, the logic part, that intelligence, and you forgot, you forget this. The smarts that come from here are just as, and many times more important than the smarts that comes from that thing in our head, that brain thing that is 66% water. When the driver has the courage to create his own conditions, the rain is simply rain. When we know we have the power, when we know we can sit and, and, and ground ourselves and get back into the divine and vibrate at the speed of the divine, we know that whatever shows up in our lives, we can adjust. We can realign. And that whatever it is, horrible or less horrible, or just a little thing. It's like rain is simply rain. We know we can bust through soar and zoom. We know it. We may not know how at that particular moment as far as what needs to be aligned because we may be not knowledgeable about whatever that is happening in our lives, but we know we can bust through because we, we know we can with our heart, our mind, and our gut, the divine matrix, as I call it. I want to tell you a little fable. An unhappy young man came to an old master and told him he had a very sad life and asked for a solution. The old master instructed the unhappy young man to put a handful of salt and put it in a glass of water and then drink the water. So the young man did that and the master said, how was that? And the, <laughs> the young man spit it out, of course, and said that was horrible. And the master smiled and asked the young man to take another handful of salt and follow him to the lake. And down they went to the lake, and uh, he uh, told the apprentice there to put the salt into the lake and swirl it around. So the young man did that, and the old man then said, now drink from the lake. So the water, the, the young man dripped from, 
drank from the lake and the water was dripping down his chin and the master said, so how does it taste now? And remarkably, the young man said, good, actually, this tastes good. Do you taste the salt? Asked the master. No, said the young man. And then the master sat down next to the young man and said, the pain of life is pure salt. No more, no less. The amount of pain in life remains the same, exactly the same, but the amount we taste the pain depends on the container we put it into. So when you are in pain, the only thing you can do is to enlarge your sense of things. Stop being a glass and become a lake. We have to stop just kind of being here and know that there are infinite possibilities in the universe that are there available to us. Now, we can do all those practical things. We can journal and we can, um, we can read our affirmation cards every day and we can do our affirmative prayer, etc., etc. We can write down our goals. We can do the one thing, if anybody is familiar with that, the one thing every day. What is the one thing if I do this the rest of my day will be easy because of it or will follow, uh, will flow to keep with the water idea, um, easily because I accomplished this one thing. You can do all those practical things. You can do all that neuro-linguistic programming stuff. You can do everything you've learned in therapy, etc. Um, boundaries, you can do all of that stuff. But unless you're here doing this, you're not going to bust through or soar or zoom. Well, you might bust through a little bit here and there. Your intellect may help you. But if you really want to uh, engage, if you really want to move through uh, anything that's going on or upgrade anything that's going on, then centering yourself and knowing that I have the whole universe at my beck and call. The law just sits there and waits for you. I don't know if it actually sits, but is there waiting for you. Be the lake. Don't just sit there and, and, and be sucked and sit in this glass of whatever's going on. Oh, I have to stay in this job. I don't, I'll never look for another job because it's, this is all secure and everything, but I hate my life in this job. Just sit in this glass. Doesn't, I'm not telling you to go quit your jobs, um, but open yourselves up to the lake. So that the salt, the, the pain, is not affecting you as much. It may be still there, but you can overcome it. You can bust through it. To live out our fullest, we must become the lake and flush out the negative with overflowing positivity. We must fill our minds and hearts with the best words that we say in our mind, the best ideas, the loftiest ideas we can come up with, the most loving thoughts, and feelings that we can have every day, every moment. It gives us a base. It, it re-empowers us. We're never not empowered, but it re-empowers us because it brings our intention and our focus and our consciousness to the power of which we are. With this strength, 
We can overcome anything negative. We can bust through and soar and zoom through anything and manifest our best life. Remember, you are 66% water in your brain. You are 70% water in your body. Be the lake. Be the lake. And have your best life. Thank you so much. Namaste.